This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's Behave with Arden Moore. This show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the O-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our guest today has been voted the sexiest veterinarian alive by People Magazine. Yeah, he really does afford a Superman smile. And yes, he has more Instagram followers than any other veterinarian on the planet. But what I admire most is that he's more than a good-looking Dr. Doolittle. He's actually on a passionate global mission to protect wildlife and educate us about them. So this has enabled him to walk with jaguars or jaguars, depending on your enunciation, hang out with flamingos, and he celebrated a recent birthday with a rare mammal in Sri Lanka uh, known as the Slender Loris. Hey, it's time to reveal, as if you didn't know his name already, please join me in giving pause and applause to the star of Animal Planet's Evan Goes Wild, Dr. Evan Anton. Welcome to the show, Dr. Evan. Thank you so much for having me today. All right. And, you know, listeners, my producer, Mark Winter, and I met this good veterinarian recently at the Global Pet Expo in Orlando. This is where he was honored as the 2019 recipient of the Global Pet Expo's Excellence in Journalism and Outstanding Contributions to the Pet Industry. And that was the award. Congratulations on snagging that one, Dr. Evan. Thank you so much. All right. Now, I got to confess, when you got this award and the audience got the green light to line up to get photos of you on stage, I swear I witnessed a two-legged cougar invasion. There seemed to be a lot of women older than you (laughs) (laughs) eager to get photographs with you. But let's get this right out. You're engaged, right? Sorry, ladies. Yes. All right. That's cool. (laughs) Happily engaged. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I mean, I know you've been peed on uh, by many types of animals and you've dealt with venomous places, but two-legged cougar invasion, that's, that can be tricky to negotiate, don't you think? What's going on there? Well, I suppose so, but, you know, it seemed harmless where they were just there to get pictures and whatnot, so <laughs> nothing can get too out of hand. Uh, All right. At least. <laughs> Well, yes, he's the star of the show, Animal Planets, Evan Goes Wild, but he actually does practice veterinary medicine in Southern California at a clinic in uh, Thousand Oaks. I know you have a well-worn passport, but talk to me a little bit about what got you involved in uh, veterinary medicine. It's not an easy school to graduate from. Right. No, it's a pretty challenging program. Right. I always knew that there'd be a big part of my life. And I didn't actually know I wanted to be a vet until I was an undergrad. Okay. And uh, I was at the University of Colorado at Boulder, and I was I was actually studying business. Then I started taking some science courses to fill some other prerequisites and just totally fell in love. I started loving to go to class. I loved to learn. I wanted to learn more. School was just, it was completely different because it was never that, you know, I was never that excited by school before. And then I, I actually, I also had a fascination with medicine and surgery. I okay. kind of ever, have ever since I was in middle school. 
but never really explored it. And then I, I just kind of put those things together. I was like, you know, I love to learn the sciences. I think medicine and surgery look super interesting. And then animals are just, they're just, you know, something I'm extremely passionate about. And so it just made sense that becoming a vet would be my calling. And so then I just kind of took it from this and never looked back. You come from Heartland, Kansas. I don't think there's a lot of rhinos and jaguars walking around. So how did you get from just, you could have just been a small animal practicing veterinarian, which you do. But what happened to get you into the wild? I mean, when I was 21, I did a semester abroad in Australia during okay. my undergrad. And a couple of things happened. One is I got the travel bug and I just like got so pumped on the idea of just seeing the world and exploring it. And number two, I realized it was something that I could do even on my own. Um, and I mean, there's times I'd go with friends or with my fiance or with family, but even other times I went on my own. And I realized I can see the world. I, all these crazy wild animals that I'm so, you know, fascinated by and intrigued by and would just absolutely love to see in their natural habitat in the wild. That was my dream. And then to be able to help them was just like like a double dream. It just like made it even twice as good. So that's kind of where it all started. And I'd start traveling the world. Every year I'd take at least one big international trip when I had just enough money and enough <laughs> time between semesters or over right. my summer break. I'd get out and explore the world. And then, you know, where I work, I'm at Conejo Valley Vet Hospital. That's in Thousand Oaks, California. Right. We see a lot of exotics there. I don't see rhinos there, obviously, but we're known for seeing exotic animals. And we see a lot of exotic pets. We see occasional zoo animals. We see some wildlife patients for one of the few vet hospitals that takes in wildlife. So we do see, we have some nice diversity there in terms of the species that we're seeing. Even after I graduated vet school, you know, working with wildlife and, and seeing the world was still just as important to me. So, uh, you know, every year I'd take at least you know, again, one big trip. And then the last couple of years, you know, the things have changed. Like when I used to travel, it used to be about me reaching out to wildlife rescues around the world and saying, hey, I'm a veterinarian or I'm a vet student or I'm going to be a vet student, you know, like years ago and just asking to volunteer or donate my time or expertise or whatever, depending on what stage of my education or profession I was. In the last couple of years, it's been more uh, common for some of these places to reach out to me. They're like, hey, nice. we'd love to have you come look at our, you know, work on our rhinos or our elephants or come see our, our wildlife here or there. And that's just been a dream come true. I mean, if I go back in time and tell myself these rescues are coming to you and asking you to come see their, you know, animals in this, you know, far off exotic country. Like, that's like one of the coolest things in the world. Oh, I, I would say so. I, on your show, Evan Goes Wild on Animal Planet, guys, talk a little bit about when you were in the Yucatan and uh, you got to help tag some flamingos. I think you got invited there, didn't you? Yeah, I connect with people on social media um, that I work with in, in Mexico. And uh, yeah, the flamingos was amazing. Yucatan is incredible. I got to work with some uh, big more or less crocodiles as well. And I love crocodiles. They're, they're, one, they're one of my favorite. What, what my is favorite it about? Of animal that what is it about crocodiles that just get you to channel your inner crocodile Dundee? <laughs> I'm fascinated by them. I think they're just beautiful. I mean, they're modern day dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. You know, evolutionarily speaking, they're kind of unchanged from anywhere from 50 to over 100 million years, depending on the species. And they just, they're absolutely beautiful. They're these incredible ambush predators. Their adaptations are fascinating. And they're actually quite intelligent, especially for reptiles. And I can't explain it. I just think they're the cool, some of the coolest looking animals in the world. I just love them. Anyway, so working with those guys was cool. And then I got to work with the jaguars, of course. So flamingos, though, I mean, everybody thinks, oh, you know, the pink because eating the shrimp and all that. But you were there to help tag some of the flamingos that were in the probably the biggest concentration per square mile of any other place in the world. So is there anything about flamingos you can share with our listeners? 
I loved your strut, by the way. You do a very nice flamingo strut. I saw that on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Flamingos are gorgeous birds. Where we were was a dense, there was quite a few flamingos there in that part of Mexico, or in Mexico in general. Mm -hmm. And that was in the Yucatan Peninsula. And yeah, there are these really actually delicate, graceful birds. Handling them is a little bit stressful because their bones are so long and so skinny and so thin. And bird bone is already a very light bone right. prone to, you know, fractures and whatnot. So it's even just handling them a certain way, if you cross their legs wrong, you can fracture their little tibiotarsis, which is like that long bone in their lower leg. Oh so you, you, you have to be super careful, but they're really beautiful. And, you know, once we get the blindfold on these guys, they really get a lot more cooperative and a lot less stressed. So it seems a little stressful, you know, seeing them, you know, having to get caught up and, and you know, get work with us and everything. But but really, once the, you know, the way we handle them is very gentle and delicate. The little backpack uh, tracker we put on is super lightweight. Oh, I love invasive. that. That's there. Yeah, they're still able to fly and get around just fine. And uh, yeah, no, it was, it, was a, it was a beautiful experience, just a beautiful day. Really neat people doing incredible research out there and helping preserve those special birds. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, episode seven, we're in the Amazon, and I'm working with a lot of primate species mm-hmm. and some other neat animals, too. And episode eight, the last one, that's one that's in uh, Machu Picchu. And that's in Sacred Valley in Machu Picchu. It's like the Peruvian, the iconic Peruvian experience. Like I'm working with llamas in Sacred Valley, which is just the coolest thing. I, I visit this this ancient Incan society, or like a tribe, if you will. Yes. And there's no technology, no electricity or running water or anything like that. And these people, you know, they live on the land. You know, 95% of their diet is potatoes. And wow. then they have some other herbs, and then they, they farm llamas too. And I, they don't, they, you know, they don't really see a lot of Westerners, and they're really not keen on Westerners coming and working with them. But I got in with this really neat llama pack project. It's all about bringing the llamas back to Peru and back to these cultures where horse and cattle have kind of taken over. And well, so I, the I llamas, the llamas right. are much better on the land. But anyways, I don't want to, I don't have to get all no, no. that. But uh, yeah, working with llamas in Peru with these people was incredible. And then I went to Machu Picchu and seeing llamas and making some llama friends in Machu Picchu, which is like the Mecca of <laughs> Peru. And like, wait, that's where you think of, that's like where you think of llamas, right? Like exactly. roaming around Machu Picchu, hanging out in Peru. So that was super neat, and super fun. Uh, I also got to work on some really incredible Andean bears. Okay, they're also known as the spectacle bear. And okay. the only bear native to South America. And so they're not the biggest bear species. I mean, they're still totally dangerous, don't get me wrong. And the one I worked with was probably, I don't know, 230 or 250 pounds or something, this one boy. And then some of the other ones I worked on were a little bit less than that. But they're, um, you know, they're not like a big, you know, grizzly bear. But they're really cool, super beautiful. And one of them I was working on was a little adventure. He was waking up a little bit early from his sedation. And I was in his mouth, working on his teeth, doing some dental scaling. Oh, nice. And then I can, you know, see his <laughs> tongue flapping and his mouth opening and closing. I'm like, oh, my God. And I didn't want to give him any more sedation. So it was like, it was pretty touch and go. But it was, everything ended up working out. I got all my fingers. I was going to say, was can you count fun. to 10 really quick and make sure our listeners know you have all your fingers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're good. We're good. All well, good. yeah. And, and one thing I've noticed, the kind of the common thread throughout all of your episodes on Evan Goes Wild is you have a nice approach. You know, it, it's not a know-it-all. You're almost like a student and a teacher. You're sharing knowledge, but you're gaining knowledge. And you, you do seem to have kind of a do-little connection with animals. And I'm saying that in all sincerity. 
I've got a lot of uh, studies in animal behavior, but you're dealing with all kinds of critters, and it seems like your approach is working. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. That's a that's a huge compliment. And I mean, for me, you know, working with these animals, like connecting with them. Yes. You know, people say like Dr. Doolittle or being able to talk to the animals, but really to talk to the animals, it's for me, it's all about just listening to the animals. And what I mean is like you read off them and they'll, they'll tell you everything. They'll tell you everything they're thinking and feeling and they're, you know, they're not verbalizing it, but you can see it. You can see it in their behavior, their gestures, their eyes, their uh, mannerisms, like all that stuff. You can really get a feel of how this animal feels right now, how he feels with your presence, how he or she feels when you interact with them or approach them. Like that's all there. And so, you know, some people, I'm, I think I'm lucky that I can pick up on that stuff more easily and naturally than most people. And I've had, I have a lot of experience doing it too. And that, you know, the more experience, the more, you know, and the more you're comfortable around these animals. Mm-hmm. But that's what it's all about for me. And I've just been lucky that, you know, so many of these animals I work with, many of them are dangerous, obviously. And we can't do that. I can't do that with an adult jaguar. And I don't know. <laughs> she's going to, she's going to but okay. uh, some of these primates or elephants or even the bears and some of the other stuff, like we can, you can see that there's, you know, they're open to these, these interactions. And I mean, that's like one of my, if not my favorite part about being a vet, like, listen, I love helping animals and making them healthy, obviously, but those connections that you get with these animals is the most special thing. And just connecting with your patients, connecting with these animals, getting on their level and just having that moment with them is well, you know, one big, big reason why I love what I do. Hey, folks, we're speaking with Dr. Evan Anton. He is the uh, star of the Animal Planet show, Evan Goes Wild, and he is a practicing veterinarian in Thousand Oaks, California. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about his thoughts about celebrating a very special birthday with a very special creature called the Slender Loris right after this commercial break. So you guys know the drill. Sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hey, it's me again. Yep, Arden Moore, host of the All Behave show, doing this commercial. You know what I love? I love my cats. I love pet safety cat Casey. I love my sweet Mikey. And I love one-eyed Morty. Each one has their unique personality. Casey's a pet safety cat and teaches pet first aid. Mikey loves to lounge on the couch and purr in your lap. And one-eyed Morty, he's just a purr, purr, purr machine. Now, you know what I don't love? Cleaning up the litter for Casey, Mikey, and Morty, which is why Arm & Hammer created new cloud control litter. There's no cloud of nasties now when I scoop. It's 100% dust-free. It's free of heavy perfumes, and it reduces airborne dander from scooping. Yahoo! So, what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. New cloud control cat litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Allison Eastwood, and you are listening to Arden Moore on the OBHave Show on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to OBHave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. 
I'm very delighted to have Dr. Evan Anton on the show here. This guy is making a difference for all kinds of critters all over the globe. And I know you uh, turned 34 and you had a special bucket list must, which was to go to Sri Lanka. And tell us a little bit about your uh, birthday celebration with the Slender Loris. And, and let people know what the heck a Slender Loris is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was such a crazy cool birthday. <laughs> um, Sri Lanka's been on my list for such a long time to visit. I mean, they have some pretty wild reptiles there. I'm a big reptile fan. They've got some neat, really neat primates. They've got pangolins. I mean, they've got elephants. They've really got quite a diversity of wildlife there. So that was obviously somewhere that I, I saw myself visiting. And, okay, so the Slender Loris is one of the weirdest little primates in the world. Uh, maybe some of you guys listening have heard of a slow loris, and it, right. maybe you've seen videos about these guys. So they're native to Southeast Asia or, or the Southern Asia. And this is a slightly different loris. These ones are a little bit more compact than the Slender Loris as I was working with. But the slow loris has had more of a, an appearance, you know, more of a showing in you know, digital and media, like you see videos of them on YouTube where you, it looks like you're tickling them mm-hmm. and then they lift their arms right up over their head and it looks like they like what you're doing. Unfortunately, the sad truth is that that is, that's when they lift their arms over their head, they're very stressed out oh. and they really don't like that actually. And it's not a tickling or a cuddling or like, oh, you know, scratch my belly more. What they're doing is they're, they're putting their arms over their head and they're basically getting better access to these, what are called brachial glands which are these glands that are kind of uh, on their inner arm, like kind of near their armpit. Mm -hmm. And what they do is these glands secrete venom. And this is the only (laughs) group of venomous primates. The monkey then licks, you know, licks their arms in that area, like by their armpit. It's venom on their teeth and whatnot. And then they go and bite, you know, that's how they can defend themselves. So, um, yeah, the slender lars is also venomous. You know, technically, again, they have these glands in their arms. They lick the fur near the, you know, where those glands are secreting. Right. The venom in their mouth, on their teeth, and then they bite, and that's how they can envenomate. Well, they give um, you a little bit of warning because you, you smell the armpit smell. I'm so glad you actually knew that that's kind of the uh, sequence of events. You don't want to get bit after they've licked their armpits. Wow, that's scary. Not, no. And they look so cute. They have yeah, so. huge eyes. So did you? Yeah, I mean, super cute eyes. Did they sing happy birthday to you? What, I mean, I know they don't, but you also got to meet an interesting elephant named Daba who had some injuries, I guess, had fallen in a well. So you celebrated your birthday doing what you love, being a veterinarian. Absolutely. Yeah. Daba, super sweet little Asiatic elephant. He's just a year or two old and he, yeah, exactly. He fell into a well. The only way that he get him out is tying ropes around his feet, around his like wrists and ankles to, to pull him up. Unfortunately, yeah, in doing so, that ripped into his skin pretty good. So he's doing well. He's recovered actually oh, really beautifully. Those scars and, and whatnot are healing up well. They won't be an issue as he continues to, to grow and whatnot. But, yeah, that was that was a really sweet story. I met another elephant that had a prosthetic leg, and that was the first time working with a three-legged, you know, oh footed elephant. So that was, was that, that also was in Sri Lanka? Okay. Okay, that was also in Sri Lanka, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. And I've been, you know, everybody talks about social media, Dr. Evan, and I know you know all the deal. People love your Instagram post and you might as well just shout it out so we can double the amount that already follow you. What is your Instagram? It's easy. It's Dr. Evan Anton. So D-R period, E-V-A-N. A-N-T-I-N. Okay. We'll, we'll gather a few zillions for you. How's that? That would be phenomenal. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I also saw, I was doing a little homework because I used to be a newspaper reporter when there was real news. 
And there was a really cool thing where uh, you shared 50, well, actually technically 49 things about yourself. So with that, I wanted to tell you, you and I have a couple of things in common. We both like whiskey and we both hate gin. How's that? And I know you have a a man crush on uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Clint Eastwood. And both of them, their daughters have been guests on our shows because they both do things in the pet world. How's that? Oh, that's too funny. Yeah, so you got Allison. Yeah. And uh, which daughter did you have? Catherine. Catherine, the one who's engaged now to Chris. She wrote a really cool kid book about dogs. And Allison's amazing as well. Okay. Allison, I haven't met before. Okay. That's too cool. We would love to shrink ourselves down someday and swim in a fish tank. So there. That's right. Yeah, I think it'd be so. Yeah, those... I grew up on a lake in uh, in the Midwest, in uh, Northwest Indiana, and I always wanted to just hang out with the fish and be able to breathe and just follow the bluegills and the lake perch. So I think that was one of your dreams, too, is to be able to have that superpower, right, to uh, swim in a fish tank, but come back to your six-foot-plus self when you need to. Yeah, come back to 6'2", and I want to be, or be you know, six millimeters, and I want to be. <laughs> That's awesome. No, that's that's pretty cool. And I know we have been talking about a lot of wildlife, but please, please, here's your time to be a good pet parent. Tell us a little bit about a 411, about a couple of cats and dogs you have at home. Well, I've got Henry. Okay. He's my little dog. What kind of dog is Henry? Henry's a Chihuahua Toy Fox Terrier mix, if I had to guess. Okay. But, I mean, he's a rescue. I got him at the Bullet Humane Society, and he's a super sweet dude. He's turning 11 this year. Happy birthday. Yeah, turning 11 this year. All right. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, he's a sweet guy. And then I've got Willie. And uh-huh. Willie is, I got Willie about a year before Henry from the same rescue, Boulder Humane. Willie, he's going to be 12. And he's also, he's, he's like, he, Willie's the best cat. He's one of those cats that my friends meet, and they maybe haven't really been around cats much. Right. And so he's changed the opinion of so many people. Yay. So like, you know what? <laughs> And then I met Willie, and he's like friendly and cuddly and sweet, and he's not like going and hiding or hissing or any of that stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, he's even encouraged, you know, people have come over and then they leave my place and they go adopt a cat the next week. That's happened multiple times. Well, you had, everybody loves Willie. You have him at Meow. That's what Willie's mission is, right? You have me at Meow. He's the reason that I tell people, you know, because a lot of people are like, ah, I don't really like cats. And I'm like, honestly, if you like animals and you don't like cats, you haven't met the right cat. You just haven't met the right cat. That's and once right. you meet Willie or you meet a cat like Willie that's friendly and outgoing and social and doesn't have some of those, you know, what a lot of people think cats are, some of those behaviors, you'll see for yourself. They're just amazing animals. They're easy and they're self-sufficient and litter boxes, in my opinion, are just easy. And, right. you know, I don't feel bad when I have to leave and I'm at work all day. These guys are fine. You know, it's not ideal. I'd love to be home with them, but those cats are fine. That's and you totally also have fine. Blue. Blue's your other cat, right? Yes, it's, Blue okay. was found in uh, Natalie's mom's attic okay. in her house. And so Blue, we we found, he was like six weeks old. We just found this kitten oh. that was a singleton. There was no other kitten up there. This mom was a street cat that kind of had him up there. We just kind of took him in. He was just adorable. So we're just like, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll take it from here. And right. so he's been our little dude. Well, speaking of dudes, my dude is an orange tabby by the name of Casey. And I team up with a terrier mix named Kona. And I, I don't know if you know this, but I teach pet first aid and pet behavior, all bet approved, all over the country. I'm not in the Yucatan or Sri Lanka, but Casey the orange tabby <laughs> and Kona 
are both therapy pets and they've been to over a dozen states and they let everybody check their capillary refill. We wrap them in fake brakes and he purrs like a Mack truck when I'm doing it. So I hope one day that maybe Willie could meet Casey because we call him the feline George Clooney because the ladies love him and the dudes do too. That's so, awesome. I love yeah, that. I love it too. We go visit the Brookdale Buddies every couple of weeks. It's a memory care center in Dallas and Casey rides in on a stroller with a cowboy hat. He does walk on a leash, and Kona is wearing her little red uh, bandana, and uh, we're trying to bring some joy to some of these folks. And the nice thing is I can tell the same joke twice when I go there because it's a memory care center. Ah. <laughs> That's yeah. That's so, really um, sweet, you guys. I yeah. That. Really, well, really the, sweet thing. well, the nice thing is sometimes we have special pets that maybe have a special purpose. And look what Willie is doing to get a better catitude, if you will, about the fine felines we have, right? Right. So what's next for you? I mean, you have been all over the globe. What's going on with Evan Goes Wild and uh, what's your next adventure we can check out? I mean, Evan Goes Wild has been like the everything for me right now. We filmed from, you know, for like three months straight and finished in, uh, in like late January. Wow. And then since I've been back and since the show's been airing, I've just been promoting the heck out of it, just doing media all over the country, trying to get people excited about it and showing, you know, sharing my passion and sharing what the show's all about. And then after that, you know, I've just, I've got some other projects I'm working on. I don't have any big international trips planned at the moment. During those three months I was filming the show, I had some other personal traveling I was doing and I was in 10 countries in oh my three gosh. months. And really? Pretty much <laughs> away from home the entire, yeah. I, I'd come home for like a day, day and a half at a time, literally. And then get back on the road. So I'm not too upset about hanging around for a little bit. So if we get season two, and fingers crossed, pause uh, cross that we two. do. And so yeah, yeah, pause cross that we do. Thank you. We'd probably start filming mid to late summer, and so then I would be back out. And so we've been throwing around some ideas of countries we'd be going to and and whatnot. But really, the the full research and whatnot can't really take place until we get that go ahead. Well, we're going to put good energy for that, Dr. Evan, because whoever is doing oh, the uh, filming of it, the scenery is wonderful from different angles, and you are a natural. And yes, everybody comments about your looks, but you know what, Dr. Evan, I'm more impressed by what you're saying and what you're doing, if that's okay for you. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And yeah, we have an incredible team. Producers are incredible. Our camera team is incredible. And I mean, I'm, I'm so proud of the show. I think everybody's just put in 100%. And, you know, I told our team, and this is how we feel about it, is, you know, if, if we don't get a season two, we did every everything we could. You know, and we can't have any regrets because we all kicked ass and, and just really worked our butts off to make as good a program as we possibly could. And we're very fortunate, too, that you're here in the States because folks that come to your clinic in Thousand Oaks... I know they're going to get a great exam and help for their pets when they come see you and your team. I guess Dr. Hughes is the uh, is the owner and medical director, but it looks like you got a pretty stellar lineup at that clinic. Oh, yeah. No, we've got a great team there at Conejo Valley Vet Hospital. And, yeah, if you have dogs or cats or exotic pets, uh, yeah, feel free to come check us out. And, and we're happy to see your pets, obviously. And we're in Thousand Oaks, California. It's just a little bit northwest of L.A., and... We, uh, we see patients from all over L.A. area just because we do see so many exotics, which is kind of uh, less common with a lot of vet hospitals. All right. Well, we have enjoyed speaking with Dr. Evan Anton. He's the star of Evan Goes Wild on Animal Planet. And uh, check it out, his Instagram account. It's Dr. Dr. Evan A-N-T-I-N. Did I do that right? 
Yeah. Yeah. E V A N A N T I N. Okay. You got a lot of vowels. Have you ever met Vanna White? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, I think it'd be a natural vowel meetup, don't you think? You got a lot of vowels yeah. in your name. I just thought of that. All oh, right. Oh, I didn't catch up. Ah, I'm sorry, I didn't know what you meant. There you yeah, go. Vanna White. No, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of vowels. Yeah, no, people. Yeah, and people are always trying to make fake profiles and change around the vowels a little bit. And mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, and, so there probably is a Vanna White out there. And I, I do know that people say you look like Henry Cavell, who played the Superman, but I think he looks more like you. How about that? I joke about that too. I say my goal is to get you know so much people excited about animals and conservation that they'll they'll tell him he looks like me and not tell me I look like him. Good. <laughs> I like that way of doing it. Everybody, at this time, I want to thank my producer Mark Winner. He is the Wizard of Paws for all the shows on Pet Life Radio. It's the network that's the number one listened to pet network on the planet, even in Sri Lanka. See, I said it right. And uh, also, until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.